0: And I don't mind, quite frankly, challenging a few people in regards to their commitment to Jesus Christ, because we need more activated Christians in the body of Christ. We need more um, alive and alert and Christians that are constant and Christians that are growing. I want to grow. I want to become like Jesus Christ. We're challenging everything out there. Some people like it and some people don't like it. But when I go back before the presence of the Lord, I don't, and I go, I don't hear the Lord complaining. And so long as I don't hear the Lord complaining or rebuking me, I'm gonna keep on doing it. God is looking for mature Christian. And he's not even as we go into this topic this morning about holiness, which is kind of like a forgotten thing in the body of Christ. Everybody is out there doing their own thing. We don't even hear this. I think um, whenever I want to hear a a word on on this particular topic, I tune into the African preachers, because they know how to give it to you. But when I turn on, uh, you guys have heard me say this a lot, when I turn on North North American preachers, it's rarely that that they give you a message that challenges you to grow up in Jesus Christ. Not about materialism and you know i've spoken to a lot of you guys and over for a while now and everybody's looking for more in god looking for the power of god to show up in their lives in a real way and we have said that we have not seen it in the churches that we were before and even in the our own lives. and if we continue along that route to do the same things that we're so used to doing then we can stop expecting. It's not going to happen unless something radically change. Something has to radically change in your life. We have to wake up. And we have to wake up, have a constant wake up, not a one-week wake up, like I was saying in January. We're going to wane in February and March. God wants to open up the everything, you know. He wants to. Fulfill is part of the covenant. And we are hindering that by not being ready. Even this season of um, that we're having, we're spending so much time at home, locked away. Who will emerge after the lockdown? Will it be people of power? Will it be people of destiny? Or will it be that we only put on a little bit of weight because of the lack of activity? And the only change that people see is the physical change, but no inner transformation. We were not exactly praying and reading the word and and asking God to make us into the people that he designed us to be. Are we allowing, allowing every situation and circumstances that is physical to to impact us in such a way that nothing is moving in the realm of the spirit. We're going to keep going around these um, lessons until they resonate. And we decide, say, we we give up. We give up. Totally give up. And lay down as dead men before God. Dead men. And let me tell you something, quite frankly. And some people I'm absolutely disappointed in. Some people I'm disappointed in. Too easily you get distracted. Your fire for Jesus is not, you know, you're not worthy of him. Every little thing affects, affects us because we are fleshy people. We are carnal people. When, it, when I come here, let me tell you something. You know, I, really, I barely slept last night, quite frankly. I barely slept last night. I felt like I was in an oven roasting. I felt the power of God all over my body, waking me up. I felt the power of God burning in my head. You know, because God is a God of, he's hungry for his bride. He's hungry for his bride to wake up and become the people that he wants them to become. We are too easily taken away the devil don't have to put a lot of things in this generation's foot before us, before we are offended. Every little thing offends us and chases us from the presence of Jesus. And yet still we say, Lord, where is your power? And God is looking down and say, do I give my power to babies so that they can this?" Uh, they can destroy my people. You have to. This thing here. You know. We, we compare all the time. The tangible things. The material world. To the spiritual world. And I see people go through. Uh, they will overcome. To go get that dollar. To pay the bills. And they will deal with the issues that are there. What I'm telling you. If if one person look at them too hard when they preach Jesus on the street, you rest assured they ain't turning up tomorrow. And these people go now before a holy and a righteous God and say, pour out power. Let me tell you before you go before God and pray, the answer is no. We have to mature. We have to grow up. This morning we're talking about living a life of holiness. A life that is consecrated to God. A life that is set apart. Not a life that caters to the flesh and to the ego and to the pride. We have to, you know, we're always, there's always going to be things that's going to happen. It's just that we have to be overcomers. We have to, we have to know how to move on we can't be called on the sidewalk spiritually speaking every time something goes go. god i know people that my god almighty i say i have my prayer is lord you you spoke and got me in this position <clears throat> i did not come here i did not desire i had fire for god but i can't uh you know recommend myself that i'm going to preach the gospel of jesus christ unless he called me and i know go lord some of the people that you have called to work with us. When are they going to mature? And many of them have been in this game before me. As I'm, I, I, I was like, it seems as if my prayer has to change. No, because I'm, I'm saying, Lord, uh, God is perfect. He's perfect and he can do it all. But I begin to question the Lord, even this week. Lord, I thought you said we were going to do such and such and such. And then I said, Lord, with whom? With whom? Don't worry, I'm not talking to everybody here. Some of you we just met yesterday. This conversation is not, it's not for everyone. But I'm 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 putting I'm speaking what God put on my heart even this morning. And Kim confirmed that this morning. This is like God can't use you unless you're consistent. <clears throat> and you will have no nothing to say before the Lord the next time. When the next seasons, uh, season of your life, pass, when this season passed by and you find yourself in a dry place, I'll tell you in advance, don't go before the Lord and complain. This was your moment. This was your moment. And this is your moment. To wake up and truly give over to Jesus Christ. If you value. The word that he has spoken over your life, the prophetic word that he has spoken over your life in regards to what you should accomplish. If you value it, you will overcome. And if you put no value to it, it's because you value the material things in your life while you put up with all of the the harassment from your co-workers and keep going so you can pay your mortgage and pay the, the car payment because you value what the the dollar can do for you. But if you value what Jesus Christ has spoken over your life, you will go after it. And if it doesn't mean anything to you, you will leave it behind and God will send a replacement for you. Period. You always have other people reserved. So this morning, we want to talk a little bit about holiness. I'm not qualified to preach on this topic. um, I'm unqualified. I don't know how I got here, but by the grace of God. I wouldn't have. I don't have what it takes, but I thank God for mercy and grace. I thank the Holy Spirit. And I don't pretend, even as the Lord used me to speak like this, you know, sometimes I go back and I listen. Because I wanna I wanna know what God is actually saying to me. How how can I grow up and mature and be a better Christian? Because if I come into this, do you understand that when we grow up and mature, the impact that we can have, that we can people can come. Their names can be written in the book of life. When are we going to get it? That when we don't spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, depressed, upset, mad at God and other people. That you can actually have names be written in the book of life that people are going to hell. Do we understand that? Or we just think that the world is actually orbiting around us and our egos and our pride. Can't take our eyes off of ourselves. Uh, What about the loss? Which is the focus that God wants us to have? This 2000, in this age, what is the difference between us and the TV mentality, the Kardashians mentality, the soap operas? It's all about me, 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 me. God can't use you if you're all about me. You got to get over yourself. My, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh. I say it all the time. Dwell it, no good thing. I thank God for the identity that he has given me. That allows me to have some confidence about me. But I don't really uh, rely on people to, um, to, to, you know, encourage that. That means if someone speaks negative stuff about me, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it too long. I just pray for them in my closet and move on. Obe in malice be children but in understanding be men be men when are we going to grow up my god i am look i want to pause here for a moment if this is all we we, um do i want to pause and it doesn't matter if you're if you if you're a church with 10 or a church with 500 or you are an individual it is important to god because you can have impact we can have impact the life of one can transform many by the power of god <clears throat> god is disappointed with us to a certain extent but he's merciful merciful and he's good and he's always that's not to condemn any any person because you know, god is not in that business but sometimes we really got to look into the mirror and I'm uh, wondering what are we doing <clears throat> Let's read St. John 17, 14 to 19. St. John 17, 14 to 19. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise this morning. Let your Holy Spirit have your way. Come, O Lord Jesus. Touch us this morning, O God. It is you, Lord. We have nothing earthly to subscribe to, Lord, but we depend on you. Yes, Lord. Have your way this morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Let it be at the end, oh Father, in Jesus' name, this morning, that our lives will be changed and transformed. That truly, Lord God, we'll hear your word and obey and become the one that called us to be Verses 14 I have given them thy word, and the world had hated them, because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I also send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified True, the truth, <laughs> sanctification, purification, a life that is committed to God's standard is what the Lord is actually talking about here. And it's not happening because too much influence from the world. The standard of word, God's word has never changed over the generation. It has never changed. We have seen different levels of it demonstrated In different churches but there is only one standard and that is the word of god and that is what we should attain to if you go in a church and you see a lack of representative of the word of god what would you do will you bring your spirit life if you would you bring your spirit life to that level or would you say no What i know to be true is what i'm going to pursue and not allow the influences around you. So if we look at the, the TV culture or uh, um, just the standard that is being laid out before us in churches, and it doesn't add up to the word of God, we truly have to answer a question now. The word represents itself. And that's what the Lord is actually saying here. We, sh- we need to be separated from the world. It's influencing us too much. And God's standards has not, he has not dropped the standard of what he requires from us. And he will never drop that standard. And we have to change and come up to that level. The word of God is what judges us. Let's go to Hebrews 12 and verses 14. Hebrews 12, 14. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. This is in regards to our eternal salvation. Our eternal salvation. And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. If we live like the rest of the world lives, not even salvation is promised us. This has to do, firstly, with our eternal salvation. That's separation from the world. We are establishing something here. The requirements of God in this, in this area. As a, of a life that is sanctified unto him. Romans 6, 14. Romans 6 and verses 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law. But under grace. You are not under the law. But under grace. And we are not necessarily. Talking about. Yes we are referring to sin. That is very. The ones that are so pronounced. That we know them to be. Contrary to the word of God. But also the small things. We are not under the law. We are under grace. And grace gives us the ability. To walk out this life. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Gives us the ability to live up to the standard of God's word. To live up to the standard of God's word. And they could not do this under the old covenant. But we have no excuse now. And it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Some of us are going to lose our calling. Some of us, you know, you can run out of time in regards to what God has called you to accomplish on the earth. Yeah, we said the gifts, they are irrevocable, but you can run out of time. There are situations and circumstances that can present itself in your life that you can no longer overcome to get to the level that God wanted you to get. And I am very, I think about this day and night. Let me tell you, when I wake up in the night, when I wake up in the night, if I wake up in the night, all I can think about is Jesus. All I can think about is, is whether or not I'm doing what God wants me to do. That It consumes me. I wouldn't want to have an existence on this planet after the revelation that Jesus Christ has given me. I wouldn't want to be here. I wouldn't want to be chasing any other dream. And there's a fine line to walk. You know, see, God told Cain that sin lies at the door and you shall rule over it. Rule over it. Some of us are not ruling over it. We're curling up with the devil. Like I said, every message, it's like a a buffet. You have to to know God is speaking directly to a, a few people this morning. Now we know who they are. And they know who they are. And I like to look people dead in the eye at some point. And tell them what God has spoken, because your destiny is on the line. And you're not answering the call. You answer the call and you said yes, but you really don't know what yes to Jesus actually means. You don't know. And you know sometimes they don't challenge you in the churches. But my God Almighty, I I don't see the man on the planet like I said that God will send me when I will I will knock on his door. You can put a bullet in my body if he wants. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care about dying. I only want to know that God has not blotted my name out of that book. You know, Moses was asking God to blot his name out of his book. I'm saying, no, Lord, don't blot my name out of that book. I want my name to be once my name is written in that book, you know, Lord, you I I will go, I will walk into fire by your grace. I will walk in that fire and take the burn. I want to look into some of the people of God in their faces. How much time is the Lord going to call you up to this level and to this standard? And you're going to go back and wallow in self-pity. And you live in the most blessed part of the world. Listen, not American Christian. Let me talk to you all now. You have it good. We have it good. Compared to the rest of the world. And those people, they love God. They love God. They don't even, many times they don't have food for the next day. But they love God. You know, I'm looking for those people that are in in this nation of Canada. Are they here? Is there a, a remnant in this age? Is there a remnant people that God can call on? Are we just putting on a show? Are we just Sunday to Sunday? The church and back. Sunday to Sunday, church and back. And we're lost during the week. Where are those people? Canada is known for importing everything. Praise God for that lady there. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Some of them are still here. I believe you lady. Victoria. I salute you in the name of Jesus Christ this morning. I'm telling you, I'm troubled in my spirit this morning. And I want to challenge you. Some people get mad and we don't see them again. Let me tell you something. If I speak to you in the name of Jesus Christ and you get mad, I love it. Throw a fit, punch out the holes in your house. I'm here laughing at that. I love that. We, if some people, they hear the message of grace and they give their life to Jesus. Others, you have to give them a beat down. There's two sides to this uh, message. Two sides, okay? That's the grace. <clears throat> and then there's the fire of God when he comes back. My God Almighty, when he comes back and the earth catches a fire, and begin to flee from Jesus. So, God, you know, the, don't worry. worry. Every, every, preacher every person that god calls he takes an element of his being and he gives that person and he said you go and represent that that aspect and they primarily primarily even though they observe every other aspect of god but primarily that ministry that god put inside of them that's why they speak a certain way they might not sound like the next preacher doesn't mean that it's not from god we must have we have to understand this For me, I know what God is asking me to do, and that's why I'm so bold about it. That's why I don't back down from it, because God has communicated this to me uh, clearly. So I do it, like I said, unapologetically, and I do it smiling. I look you in the eye and I tell you the truth. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. If you don't take a hit and keep on going, if you don't take an insult, I still love Jesus. You know, Robert Learden. we talk about God's generals. And Robert Learden. when he was 10 years old, he had this encounter with Jesus. And the Lord took him up to heaven and showed him what he was going to do with his life. And we read about, we read the books of God's generals. But, you know, I heard him say one beautiful thing. He said, you know, when the Lord took me to heaven, I was 10 years old at that time. And they said, the Lord took him and put him in this pool. And Jesus, imagine, was splashing around him in the pool, like just throwing water on him up there. And he said every time that he go, because right in the books that he has written and the prosecution that has come against him, even against from the body of Christ, because some people that they put down and said that they were all different kind of negative things, like the Catherine Coleman's and the Wheels were men and women that God used mightily. But the body of Christ did not understand that. But he said, you know, why why is it that I go after they speak against me like that? He said, because at that time, when he was 10 years old, the love that God showed him, he loved the Lord. And that's what enables him to go. It's like the, the art of loving God is not there. People don't really treasure the Lord. You know, they treasure him on Sunday morning when they are in front of everybody. But during the week, not there basics we're getting back to basics basics because you know why we need to address this especially at this stage in this ministry because if we don't address this now and put things in order i'll tell you what two years down the line three years down the line we'll be at church looking like i'm not listen there's a church out there there's a real church out there So uh, I want to take this with a little bit of balance. But we want what God has spoken to us in its entirety to come to pass. We want it to come to pass. And if we don't deal with the issues that are going to cause us to stagnate and lack growth and the evidence of God's power in our life, if we don't deal with these issues now, this is how it's predictable. Your results are predictable in this kingdom. That's why Jesus said, think about the cost. If a man desire to build a house and he doesn't think about the cost, halfway into that thing, he runs out of money and people walk by and shake their head like this. Didn't he do the math? Let me tell you. Even business people understand this. And they don't have the knowledge that we have. If we fail in this kingdom, The power of God is available to us. If we fail, the wisdom of God is available to us. If we fail, that's why I won't make another step until certain things are rectified. Some people are saying, yes, let's just go ahead and do God's business anyhow. No. There's a time when you have laid the foundation. Excuse me. There is a time when you have laid the foundation and you have put certain things in order by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And no, you can actually pray to God for increase because you are able to steward it. It's not just, oh, let's get up and go to the ministry and people come. No, some of the people that come to your ministry are not for your ministry. Don't keep them there. Pray them out. Once the numbers look good in the church and the finances are okay, everybody says yes which church have you guys been going to who has been teaching you this gospel we want to do this the correct way and if god called myself and kim in a certain capacity in a certain capacity he has to give us a level of understanding about what is it that we're going to do if we don't have understanding pertaining to what it it is how can we accomplish anything? God calls, God prophetically speaks over your life <clears throat> about what you're going to accomplish. And then you know, begin to pour out understanding and wisdom. And if you block the understanding and the wisdom that he's given you and continue to expect that the power of God is going to move, it's not. That's why when we came down here to London, I saw, I said, Lord God Almighty, why are we here? There are so many churches down here. But then I went and I thought back after a while, after visiting these churches, I go, no, no, no. There are not a lot of churches down here. There are a lot of buildings. Buildings. And I don't know what's happening in there, but let's put it this way. Nothing is, nothing much is happening in there, eh? Because Jesus was one. <clears throat> and we have so many churches down here. Oh, God. And so many lost. And after I begin to go to the malls and begin to evangelize and pray for the people and I realize how hoping the people is, I go, the fault is not with the people. The fault is with the church, at least in London and and, and mainly in Canada. I know other places are on fire, but we uh, we don't find too many revivals in Canada. People are just, you know, the housing market is going up. So everybody's like stocking up you know, financially. And, you know, God has privileged us to speak to a lot of people. Myself and Kim, we're shocked. We go to our bed every night shocked, shaking our heads like this, wondering what's happening. People that woke up, fell asleep again, spiritually, in a daze. I'm not even on the topic right now. (laughs) There's so much at stake. God will give you your personal breakthroughs. Yes, the Lord will give you your personal breakthroughs. We're not against that. We know that God loves to bless. He's looking for people to bless. But he's also looking for a people that want to obey him, that want to know him, that want to step out into their calling, And they don't get upset and offended. Every time things don't happen their way. I'm mature people. That's why God's generals is there, that we can see all the mistakes and the errors that they, they, they made. And we can correct these things. So I burn, you know, personally speaking, I don't know it all. And sometimes I'm frustrated about this. Um, not at any individual, but I just want to see change. I want to see people saved. I know that we. I know that a lot of lost people are out there. It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. You know, there's a preacher that I know. I listen to a lot. Well, I don't listen to him a lot anymore. But he, the Lord, took him in. Um, Philip Mantofa. He took him and he showed him hell. And, the Lord literally took him to hell and the lord had him like in his arms and he was taking him through hell and he was seeing what was actually happening down there and jesus was weeping excuse me jesus was weeping behind him for the souls that were down there and he could not bear what he was seeing and he was begging the lord to take him out take him out and the lord said no The longer you stay here the less people will come here you'll be able to go back pray for me this morning that god give me grace pray for me this morning that god give me grace the longer you stay here we're being real this morning we need to be real as christians the longer you stay here the more people you'll be able to save from coming and he saw the torment and the torture. And, it, and the, the thing that broke his heart was Jesus was weeping for the loss. He was weeping for the people that were there. He never intended for them to go there. It truly is not the heart of God that any man should perish. This is why God called us. We don't understand why we are here. We don't even understand why we are here. Like, bless me, Lord increase me lord we don't understand why we're here we don't understand the essence of our spiritual existence we don't even understand that as christian generally speaking very few and we hear these lessons over and over again and we sign off and go back and do the same thing We will be like another dead church. But then somebody else will be the pastor, not me. I guarantee you that. It will not be this face. Because I'm I was never here for anything other than God's calling on my life. I was never here for fame or money. I that was not it. So somebody else will be pastoring you. Or not me. I ain't sitting in no church, including my own. And there's no fruits. I'm gonna be real about it. First Thessalonians 4 3 and 7. This is not your typical Sunday morning service, eh? 1 Thessalonians 4, 3-7. to It says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of conspicuous sense, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as also, I've forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us unto antinous, but unto holiness. God has called us unto holiness, unto consecration, unto a life that is in serving him. He needs our commitment again. In saying this, God today is ready ready in this moment to make a covenant with you as of this moment so you can go about and accomplish what God has placed on your life and we are saying holiness a, a consecrated life to Jesus Christ this is the way to do it and that's why even some I've been praying with multiple people here and you're in an uncomfortable situation And it seems as if it's not, there's no hope. God has placed you in this place. It's how it it transforms you and changes you in an uncomfortable situation. Your flesh is crying out. And that's a good thing. That is where the transformation happens. When God called me and began to ask me to consecrate and give it myself. I, I plugged out from everything, including the work. I, no TV. I watch no TV. I'm not saying everybody has to do this thing, but I cut off from all of those things. Thank God I didn't have a lot of negative voices and surroundings. But I made those decisions to disconnect myself from those things and give myself to God. If you're going to be used in this season, that is the that is the cost of the, what that is the price that the generals paid. That means no one in the world can put any expectation on me anymore. My family can't put any expectation of, on me anymore. I don't live for them. I live for God. No one has any influence over my household. None, except the influence that God wants them to have. None. Not no one on the TV, no one on the radio, no family member. And as far as we know, there are not too many people in our, in our family that is walking down this walk. But let me tell you, if they ever try to come our way with anything except by the word of the Lord, they're wasting their time. Wasting their time. We have too many connections that are carnal and say we want to go go places with God. We don't know how to we don't even understand unity. I'm telling you, some of the people that are I'm not talking to everybody this morning. Hello. Some of the folks that we have been walking with and God know that he, they know that God has called them into this ministry. They know it. I'm talking to you. It ain't happening. God is not going to pour out. And if you don't wake up God is gonna make the transition and you'll lose your use your bishop prick, prick You will you will be replaced. That's what the Lord told me. Because I'm ready. I'm ready to do what God has called me. And some people, let me tell you something. Some of, some of you people are honorable people. Honorable people. Love the Lord. But there are few areas. That we need to deal with. If we're going to accomplish the things that God has spoken to us about. has to be dealt with. If we don't deal with them, they're going to cause issues down the line. Some folks here, and you can call me after and ask if I was talking about you. If I was talking about you, I will tell you to your face. I can drive to wherever you are and tell you to your face. Yes. I'm that blunt. I know, listen, we know if God, God is not telling me everything about a person, but I know in regards to the ministry that he has given us. And I know that if we have a connection with us, and I know if you're sleeping on that calling, if you're not living up to the standard of what God is asking you to do, I know, and I, don't, I didn't hear it over the phone, heaven show it to me. So I stay in my bed, And God, tell me your business, because your business is my business. When it comes on to this, you know why? Because too many souls, I said, souls, not because of me. I don't present, I don't, I told you already. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For those of you you who are saying, no, who does he think he is? He thinks he's nobody in the flesh. But there is something else of value on the inside. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that God might get the glory. Hello? I know what I'm saying. God, give me great understanding in regards to this. And many of you are in the wrong. And you don't even know when you're in the wrong. That's why David says, search my heart. You don't know how to go before God and say, God, Lord, show me what is in my heart. That is one of the things that is necessary when it comes on to holiness. That you live before God and say, show me. I, li- I will um, do this message, and then I will go back before the Lord, And say, Lord, search my heart. Where is the honest people that want to do business with God? Where is the transparent people that want to do business with God? Daily. Lying before God. It's God. We're talking about him. It's not your boss. Or the CEO of the company that you honor so much. When he comes around. This is God that created everything. When are we going to be with God? Truly. My God Almighty, I'm disappointed. There's so much impact for us to have. We are the key to our neighbors going to heaven. I'm having a long hard stare this morning. A long hard stare. I'm peering into my into the soul. It's wake up time. Oh, we have shared. Some of you have shared what God has spoken over your life. My God, are you gonna die and it don't come to pass? Are you gonna is this all you're gonna do with the with the calling on your life? Let me ask you this morning. Is this your best attempt? At accomplishing what God has placed on your life. Some of it is pathetic and weak. And God sent me here this morning. A man that will look in your eye and tell you that. And not apologize about it either. And I still love you. And when I see you, we are great friends. But I'm telling you all the truth. I'm telling you, I'm telling the truth. Before God, I'm telling the truth. There's no need, it's a heart-to-heart talk this morning, a heart-to-heart talk. And yet still I went through a different a different message. It's all laid out here with scriptures. I'm barely referencing the scriptures this morning. And we're not gonna be very long either because we need to go back to the drawing board. We need to go back to humility, humility. Every time I get up, I say, Lord God Almighty, I thank Jesus that you took that beating from me, man. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I don't care if I get up and I'm not feeling well in the body. I'm so happy when I think about Jesus. There's a song that we used to sing when we were going to school. You know, the Bible said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can sing. Every time I think about Jesus, I feel good, good, good. I feel good, good, good. I feel good, wonderful, good. Every time I talk about Jesus, I feel good, good, good. I get so much joy from knowing the Lord. Oh, my God. It overcomes everything. Oh, Lord God Almighty, I'm in love with Him. In love with Jesus. And am I going through difficulties too also? I mean, you guys just think we have the quintessential perfect life. It ain't like that. But my God, when I think about what? This Jesus. Every time I think about it, he shocked me every time. He break my heart every day. And yesterday I was like saying, you know, the Lord was, as we prayed last night with the family, and the Lord was uh, speaking to Caleb, my son, and also speaking to Jordan, a wonderful word. And then I say, you know what? God has a word for me also. And I, and I was like, I know what he's going to do. He's going to tell Kim the word and she's going she's gonna to tell me the word and I'm gonna, my heart's going to break. My heart's going to melt because he has the key to my heart. And every time he speaks that word, oh, Lord, God mine, it lasts me for a long time. We have to love Jesus. He loves us. He loved us when he went to that cross. It was not comforting going to that cross. It was not. Everything that is bothering us now, everything that is distracting us now, everything that is hindering us from fulfilling the calling on our life. You guys have already heard about holiness, I'm sure. Y'all have been in church a long time. We don't, we don't, we, we don't need to necessarily. Go through it in that format. It's your heart that God wants. It's your heart. It's your commitment. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't just go to church. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The power of the Holy Ghost will come and transform you then. God will send his power. If you love him, he knows when you go through difficulties and challenges. But if you have the love for God, You know, if I don't go in my closet and get my alone time with the Lord, I become depressed. There's a longing, there's a burning that is in the heart that something is not right within me. I don't know. I don't know how, how you guys do it. There is something else that is necessary to talk about this morning. What time is it? I don't know how long we have been here. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Beyond. Okay, we're doing good time. The unity and the fellowship. Another thing the Lord wants to talk about this morning. The unity and the fellowship. The togetherness of his people. We're supposed to be one. We're supposed to be one. We're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to be caring. We cannot live isolated lives as Christians. It takes a collective effort. It takes a collective effort for us, God to organize something through us, okay? And then now go reach the hurt and the broken and the lost. It takes a collective effort and and an agreement, a unity. Basic things. Commitment to each other. If God can find a people like that, a group of people like that, then we won't always just read about the generals. He will do the same thing through our lives. They were not super. They were not Superman and, and, and uh, Robin. They were regu- regular people like you and I that gave their lives to Jesus Christ. You're regular people. It's a power God that, that uh, why we attach the name generals to them. It's all God, and He allows us to do that. That that He can bring it down to the level that we can understand. I'm looking in the eyes of generals. It's us. So we are saying, no, commit again. Commit to God and then follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Bear fruit. And we have been hearing wonderful testimonies. Wonderful testimonies. But there is another dimension of God that is available. Another dimension of God. Other levels of God. And yes, we have been in churches. And these churches that I'm talking about, I'm not knocking them. They do produce fruit. Okay? People do go and get saved and so forth. There is another level that God is calling us into. The standard that is in his word. So we're going beyond. Thank God for... What they have done, and I've actually garnered things from some of these places as the Lord led me there for seasons. But then God is showing me another level, and I'm pursuing that other level. That's why we ventured out of those churches and begin to read. Some of us begin to read books, being led by the spirit. Some of us begin to go on the internet and find out other things. That it was and how did you come into these things? It was the Holy Spirit that led you there. For you to see that you can come into another level in God. God led because you had this desire in your heart. This is this is what this is about. The church was not designed that you know one guy would come every Sunday and flip the pages of the Bible and show you how he memorizes scripture in a fancy suit. And I, I'm all for fancy suits and, and stuff like that. But not, I'm not gonna make that be the thing. Are we willing? Are we ready? This time next year. Oh, my God. On the flip side. Let me go on the flip side now. What would be? Let me, how much of us are on here right now? 27 people here. What would God do? Hello. What would Jesus Christ do with 27 committed Christians? And what would the Lord do? Canada would never be the same. This country would be changed. We would, com- we would create so much heat. So much spiritual energy. They would have to come and find out what is going on there. I'm looking forward to having other conversations with you guys in the coming days and weeks. Other conversations about the level of commitment, the level of readiness and willingness. I'm looking forward to that. When this season comes to an end of the lockdown, some of us are gonna emerge Some of us are going to walk walk out of our house, and others are going to emerge like Jesus did. When it was time for his ministry, at one point he said, woman, don't you know it's not yet my time? But after John the Baptist laid him in that water, God Almighty, the earth shook. Some of us are going to emerge. Oh, that is coronavirus situation. In absolute power, absolute power. We took the time to grow spiritually. Your family will see you and they will say, I don't know you anymore. And your friends will not know you, they will not recognize you. They, the, they, they can't speak to you anymore. The words that they spoke to you in a prior season that would have had an effect in a negative way against you bounce off of you like you're like a steel, like you're made of steel. Who, want, who is here that your name is not even written in the book of life? How many times have you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and your name is still not there? Yeah, you go to church, you hear all of these sermons. But your name is not in the book of life. And if Jesus split the sky right now, you would find yourself in hell. How many, how many people are here like that? They still have not even received salvation. They have not surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. You don't know if you're saved. You're asking God to give you blessings. Give you financial increase. Buy your house. Buy your car. Make it right with God. Commit yourself to Jesus Christ. That is the number one thing. And don't spend eternity in hell. Tomorrow is promised to no man. That is the message this morning. God is looking for commitment. And don't let the Lord move on and choose someone else. I t- I say it all the time. If I play around, God is going to take me from this place and give somebody else my calling. And get his job done. So I don't play around with mine. I don't think that I'm anything special. That God's going to keep me here when i'm misbehaving i'm mismanaging his business that's one thing in this ministry will be we're gonna have a lot of heart-to-heart talks like this so we can set things in order because when things are in order god will continue to bless the Holy spirit will always come to express unity togetherness Love. Look in the in the in the book of Acts. How they sold their properties. Uh, don't go sell your house. We don't need your your, your house money right now. Okay, don't do that. Uh-uh. Like I said, when it comes down to money, we'll never have money issue in this um in this ministry. Okay, listen. God owns everything. How can I have uh, financial? I was at a church one, and you let me leave that one alone. We can't have money issues. It's impossible. Don't let me laugh at I, 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 some of you now. I, I, I literally laugh because of your lack of faith. So praise God this morning. We're going to end it right there. Father, I thank you this morning. Oh, Lord Jesus. For your people, Lord God Almighty, Each and every one that is here, Lord Jesus, that you love so dearly. You said your word says that you chasten those whom you love. And it is because you love us all this morning, O oh Lord, that you would speak to the to us in this context, Lord, because of love. For you're not a God that condemns, but you're a God that loves. You chasten those though and encourage those whom you love. But thank you this morning, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, for your wonderful people that are here, O God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that this word that you have spoken, O God, that your Holy Spirit put power to it, O God, to bring change and transformation, O Lord God. Touch each and every person this morning. Touch them, O Lord. Renew a right spirit, O Lord Jesus. Give you praise. We give you honor this morning. Jesus mighty. Amen.
1: Yeah, so we just want to thank God for that word that went forth this morning on holiness. And um, I was even, you know, taking notes, mental notes, and just to, you know, to see how I measure up at the same time, because when the word goes out, it's not only for you, but it's for us all, right? So I was doing some introspecting at the same time as the word was going out. And um, as uh, Pastor was saying, yesterday we were sitting down and you know, we were just having a little prayer, family prayer. And then the Lord was started to speak. The Lord started to speak. And um, the word that came to me was um, rebuild. And I'm like, okay, rebuild. And then I was just meditating upon it. And then the story of Nehemiah came to me. For those of you who don't know the story of Nehemiah, it, um, it was in the time of when uh, Israel and how, because the children of Israel were so obedient, disobedient, uh, they were scattered all over the country and so forth. And then Nehemiah, he was, uh, he was a cupbearer in the king's palace and whenever anyone will come forth you know they, he would ask you know how, how are the captive what's going on back in the city and then they will give reports of you know now the gates are burnt down and you know the the people they're now captive the remnants that were there they're now captive and how the city was just overtaken And there was so much going on in the city you know like it was just broken down everything that could be that was standing there was nothing more standing there was just stubbles broken down and then this really hurt Nehemiah, and then he started to weep about it you know um he was saying in his heart that he had a god that went for jesus christ who was their shield and they just went and they disobeyed everything and this is why this calamity came upon them And then he was just broken for it and then he repented on behalf of the people and just begged for mercy. And then when he went before the king the next day, he was asking him why he was so sad, why his continent was so sad. And then he was explaining to him that his people were scattered, the gates were broken and everything. And um, and then the God the Lord gave them gave him favor with the king that he could go back home pretty much and just to rebuild and he rebuilt everything I think in fifty something days which was somewhat supernatural also too because he had to be back at the king's palace and I was thinking to myself Minimaya he was comfortable he was in the king's palace you know he could be like okay I'm not gonna worry myself with whatever is going on because the people they were disobedient so they deserve it and just relax in his state right but no he wept and he was burdened his heart was burdened because he had a heart for the people the lord gave him a heart for the people and this really disturbed him and he was so uncomfortable about it and he wanted to do something about it so now the lord was showing me the spiritual part of it when we have a heart for the lost. For our, our fellow brethren who are even backslidden. And, you know, he has he strengthened has us, he has given us vision to see these things. And now he's empowering us to go out and actually make a difference. And even because what I was saying, okay, but you're saying rebuild, Lord, rebuild how? And then I was seeing in the spiritual realm, all the Lord was teaching us, oh, we, we now have to rebuild in our spirits. We have to go out there and rebuild our brothers and our sister and build them up in their spirit man both so they can stand again. So they themselves, when they're encouraging themselves, they can go and extend themselves to somebody else. And then that candle can be lit. And then it goes forth that way. So the Lord is saying now, Even in what we're going through, the devastation that we're going through with even the coronavirus, everything that could be shaken, it's being shaken. And every high thing that's even exalting itself above God, it's been shaken. Every idol that's sitting on our hearts is being uprooted right now. And it's being pulled down by the spirit of God. And now the Lord is saying, it's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild again. Let's go out. Let's encourage each other and go out and rebuild once more. So the, the, um, the name of the Lord can once again be around the dinner tables. This is our heart's cry, by the way, you know, just for the Lord to just, Burst in and just have his place once again in the people's heart so he can be exalted. And when he's exalted, we exalt him in our life and pull man to him. So now with us here, the Lord is saying, let's go out, let's rebuild. And it starts with us, just like Nehemiah, the story. Let's start there. Let's look, let's see what's going on. Let's weep, let's cry out, let's intercede for the lost out there. And let's just you know join hands together and rebuild in the spirit so i just pass cross god. that's what i got to share
0: amen praise god and that's the um that's a good way to uh to finish it off you know god is a god uh, like you said it is even when the lord bring a word that is strong it's always a word to encourage us and to cause us to switch uh so now we'll just open it up for those who need prayer I know people tend to be reserved in these moments, but we'll open it up for those who need prayer for any issue. You can type it in the chat and we will pray and God will move in your situation and God will bring about change and transformation.